Good day, my friend. You're at the right place at the right time, and you're about to hear the word of God that God has shared with us during our service time at Truth Gathers Dream Center Church. So I pray that we have your attention for the next few minutes as this word of God comes forth. I pray that it be a blessing to your life and to your journey. And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. He said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw two uh, saw other he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them, and immediately and they immediately left their ship and their father and followed him. One of the things as I get going, I want you to understand that we cannot lose the very nature of what it is to be a Christian disciple. The nature of becoming or walking in what it is to be a Christian Christian disciple uh, starts with calling, hearing, and leaving. This is the nature to become a Christian disciple. Meaning you have received a call, the call out of repentance, the call out of sin, the call of repentance, the call out of sin, the call out of living your own life, the call, the hearing, and then the leaving. It's the very nature of the Christian disciple. As Jesus is building his team, people he's going to train, pass on this legacy of the kingdom to, Notice in verse 19, he says, follow me and I will make. I will make. I think one of the challenges we are having in the body of Christ and we all must take up is that God calls us out of something. And as he calls you out of it, you can never become if you don't follow. See, God cannot make you into what he intends for you to be if you don't follow. Notice the instructions is I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you who I called you to be. I'll take you places that you never dreamed of, but it happens on the condition of you following me. We have to be careful that we don't water down the gospel, that the gospel comes without cost. We love to quote part of the understanding of the gospel, which is Jesus paid it all. He paid it all for your sin, but you're going to have to pay for your growth. You're going to have to pay for your development. You're going to have to pay for your transformation. Everybody won't BOGO and everybody won't discounts and everybody won't free. But if you're going to grow and develop, it's going to come at cost. This is very important to the nature of the Christian disciple because God has some groups of Christian disciples all over the world who have been stuck at the beginning of 
the call. We have not seen his intent on calling them. Because they think the gospel comes without cost. And so what they have received is the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, but they have not taken up their cross. And if you're going to grow, you're going to have to have a cross. You're going to have to have something that you have to let go to become. You have something that you have to sacrifice to become. Come on. Although Abraham had a promise to become the father of many nations, notice that God still makes him go to a mountain to sacrifice something in order to move it to the next place of promise. Even after the son was born, Isaac, God said, I want to know, basically Abraham, that you love me more than what I blessed you with. He said, I'm calling you on this mountain and I'm calling you to give up your son. And God wanted to know, was Abraham willing to go to the distance of his destiny, but was he just going to celebrate having a son in old age? Some of us make idols out of the blessings of God. We get blessed with a husband, get blessed with a wife, get blessed with a car. I've been pastoring a while. I recognize it. There are people who unfortunately are more faithful when they're broke. When they're busted and disgusted, you will see them in prayer. You will see them in Bible study. But the moment God let off the pressure, the moment God opened up a door, the moment that God blessed them with a job, the moment that God gave them something, it ain't the fact they're too busy managing it. They are no longer interested in the vehicle that brought them to the place of hunger. I'm not talking about when you're busy and you still got to even manage business. I'm not saying when God expands your business and you got to manage certain things. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to take you away from that. But there's something when you forget what it costs to follow Christ. This is a big thing now because we now have so many believers who are underdeveloped undeveloped not growing been saved for 15 years and don't even have no fruit on the tree no 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 no. I know fruit takes time to grow but every once in a while you ought to track your tree and if your tree don't have any fruit you ought to get mad no you ought to be angry if I planted seed in the ground I know that seed doesn't equal fruit seed means it has to go through a process so that it can get roots but my god if that thing been in the ground after a while it done sprouted up out the ground it got a trunk it got branches and it got leaves if that baby don't bear no fruit in a little bit I'm gonna fertilize it I'm gonna see what I got to do with it and if it's supposed to be an apple tree and it never bears any apples you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna cut it down We must have measurements for our growth. I'm telling you, it's just not okay to be born and never grow. It's not okay to be born again and never grow. It's not okay. And you should say that to yourself. It's just not okay something should take place and we have this gospel now that because we want to bring everybody into the gospel 
If you're not careful, we water it down. Because we want everybody to come in. I want everybody to come in too. And so, because I want everybody to come in, because this is a fisherman's story, I understand that when we catch you, you're not going to be delivered. You're going to still have hang-ups and, and, and situations and, and circumstances going on. Come on, somebody. Tell somebody, now, I still got something now. Come on. We understand. Come on, somebody. When you catch the fish, the fish going to still have scales on them. He's not prepared to eat yet. He's not ready for the masses yet. You can't pass them out to your friends. You can't just go in and catch the, oh, God, I hear the Holy Ghost. What's happening to the body? Oh, my God, I hear the Holy Ghost. We are catching fish, and we are catching fish and serving unscaled, unprepared fish to the masses, and we are telling people this is God and we're not allowing people to really be challenged for growth and for change and they're thinking God is not a process a God help the Holy Ghost is not a God of process and transformation help me now Lord and now we got people who are pastoring and bishoping and prophesying and all these other things and we haven't seen the fruit of righteousness the fruit of holiness come on somebody and we ignoring certain fruit on their life that is necessary to portray the gospel. They may be saved but not ready. Come on somebody. They may be in the body but not ready for presentation. We cannot just catch fish, not scale or clean the fish and sell it and give it to the masses. There's a process. There's a process. I'm trying brother. I'm trying. I'm trying. Jesus says follow me follow me meaning when I start walking and I look back I need you to be behind me when I start walking I look back I need you to be behind me and the thing about it in your growth see what happens is we think we can control where Jesus goes but Jesus is going to take us some places that are necessary for our transformation. He tells us that following him is the condition for the, the development. It is a condition. And we are losing the nature of discipleship in the church. The very essence of discipleship. Again, we understand when you're just born again, you're a baby. And babies are allowed to be babies. I said babies are allowed, it's in my notes, Lord, I may get there sooner than I thought, but babies are allowed to be babies. A matter of fact, we need babies to be babies. And we need to, we need to prevent babies from acting like they mature. Come on, somebody. That's how we guard you in the stage that you're in, is we don't put you in no deep prophecy class. You don't even know that God loves you yet. What you doing in a prophecy class? Come on, why are you still trying to understand the deep mysteries of the Lord and you don't even understand why there had to be a blood atonement. Come on, we need babies to be babies and what happens is we have people with zeal who think they are not babies but they're babies in biblical standards but because of arrogance they don't want to go through the proper stage because of pride they don't want to go through the proper stages of growth and then they try to do something they are not developed for yet. 
and we hear it when they teach, preach, and prophesy because they choke while they try to teach. They're not clear. They don't have clarity. Clarity. They don't have understanding because they can't chew on what they're trying to tell you. Teeth not deformed, not formed yet. They, the digestive system are not accustomed to swallowing what they're trying to give you. Come on, somebody. I can't help you with deliverance, and I myself hadn't accepted deliverance, but because I myself have accepted deliverance, I can teach you and train you about deliverance because I myself have accepted deliverance. Come on. I myself have accepted forgiveness because I myself have accepted forgiveness and, and practice it many times. You ain't got something to say. I talk to myself and practice it many times. And because I have practiced forgiveness many times, matter of fact, I'm probably a master in teaching on forgiveness through the blood of Christ because I've sinned often and he cleansed me often. Before I got it right. Mm -hmm, so you... See, because the danger is listening to somebody who only failed one time trying to teach something that they only failed one time in. Just don't have enough experience. And I'm not trying to say get no bad experiences, but God will use all experiences. Especially if you just want to be disobedient. You keep. There's a nature that is trying, God is trying to return to the church. Trying to the church. Here it is, Luke 5. Let's get there. Luke 5. Tell somebody, let's go deeper. Luke 5. I'm in message translation. Said so once he was standing on the shore of Lake Genesaret, the crowd was pushing him in on him to better hear the word of God. Jesus preaching at the lake on the shore. People want to hear the word of God. He noticed two boats tied up. Same story, Matthew 4. The fishermen had just left them and were scrubbing their nets. He climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him, put out a little bit from the shore. This is that push, see that push, that's a push. Go out a little bit from the shore. Sitting there, using the boat for a pulpit, he taught the crowd. Let me pause here. He has already pulled in these fishermen. One of the fishermen he has pulled in is Peter. But here when he sees Peter, he's, sees, he's about to pull in Peter, but he sees Peter fishing, at the fishing but he's washing his net. And um, he's finishing for the day. But he said, hey, can I use what you have? Part of going deeper and growing is God wants to use what you have. Skills, abilities, talents, personality. God wants to use what you have. There's no way you can develop when you don't want to use what you have. Your reluctance to use your gift for life and for the purposes and for the kingdom of God keeps you from God being able to train and develop you. There are people who refuse to allow God to use their time, their talent, and their treasure. 
Simon decides, I'll let you use my boat so you can use my pulpit, my boat as a pulpit to teach the crowd. The crowd was getting close to him. He wanted some distance, so he created a pulpit from the boat, and he began to teach and preach them. Verse 4, and when he finished teaching, he said to Simon, push out, go further, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep, uh, deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night. Haven't caught even a minnow. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. Let me pause. One of the transformation that you have to have in order to go to a deeper place, lunch out into the deep, is you gotta know how to have some emotional resilience after a setback. You gotta understand that if you're gonna walk with God, there are times that when you are going through the most excruciating, toughest times of your life, that God is still processing you for the next place. What we think about destiny is we're going to sit here until everything gets better. And then when everything gets better, it's when we're going to go to the next place. But God comes right when you're tired. God comes sometime when you're frustrated. God comes sometime when you don't know what to do next. And many times, that is the most difficult time to navigate somebody's emotions. The Bible is dealing with how you navigate on water. Water is also parabolic to your emotions. And many Many times our emotions have become our master. Your emotions have told you to stay there longer than you needed to. Your emotions has told you to do something that you feel connected to, that God is trying to move you from. Your emotions, and if you don't know about you, even the R&B people told me emotions will make you cry sometimes. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you got to be careful with your emotions. God has given you any emotions, but your emotions are not your master. See, emotions is the part of you that helps you manifest that you are a living soul. That you have expression and being and personality. But your spirit is supposed to rule your life. The word of God is supposed to be your map and your God. And that's why Simon says to him, master. And so that in order to get over hard times, I got to ask you a question. Who is your master? Who's your master? You can't grow until you identify who's your master. Who's your leader? Who's your teacher? We got too many people trying to think they're going to grow. They don't have a teacher. They don't have a mentor. They don't have a master. They don't have a leader. Who's your master? And I don't mean that as one who controls you, but one who has the influence over our lives. Because if you notice anything, even the way God works in our life, he doesn't even control us. Come on now, he don't even control us. Through the Holy Spirit, he leads and he guides and he influences. Just like we talked before, he gave them a choice. Follow me. It's up to them. But they had to leave their nets immediately. I'm back on Matthew 4. They had to leave it immediately. Let me 
Paul's back on Matthew 4. Also, they had to leave the familiar. They had to leave their father. And there's times some of you get called by God to change, to shift, to do something, and you are still stuck doing what somebody else wants you to do. And that person is not a bad person, but you got to recognize who is the master of your life, who is the leader of your life. It can even be a person you respect and you revere. But if God is telling you to do something else, then you need to do what the Lord is telling you to do. These boys get out of the boat with their daddy. They didn't have that. I want to tell you something. We think sometimes some of the moves of God, God, some of the moves of God are fast and we got to move immediately the Bible says they left their daddy immediately they shifted from being with their daddy to going with Jesus immediately come on somebody you know sometimes what it is to follow God and be obedient to God it's not always convenient matter of fact to walk closely with God is not convenient it is not no you don't just obey God on your spare time you don't just obey God with you get ready because if you don't check if you do check it out just as slow as you are your blessings will be slow your prayer return will be slow your answer prayer will be slow so many times the result from God is nothing but a mirror of your lifestyle Immediately they left, broke the familiar, walked away from what they was familiar with to follow God. You have to determine in life who's your master. Who are you following? Who's your leader? Who's your pastor? No, I'm talking on purpose here. I'm talking about development. I'm talking about training here. Who 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 have you allowed? to pour into your life see every life has a gate the Bible teaches about the shepherd comes through the gate John 10 and the one that do not come through the gate is a thief and a robber the Bible even speaks about but the porter knoweth the shepherd and the sheep and he knoweth the gate that's a whole nother teaching about the porter but I'm trying to tell you you ought to decide who's your leader you ought to decide who and what you follow and it ought to match where God is trying to take you in life I'm telling you the next change and deliverance of your life is based upon who you deciding your master is going to be at the time that Jesus tells Simon to launch out into the deep it is very frustrating because Peter is already a master fisherman and so what happens here is intellect will get in the way and now you start telling your teacher I'm better than you you start telling your teacher I've been out there all night long I know how to fish I know what to do I know where to fish at I've been doing this for a living as a matter of fact Peter can bring up his resume and say Jesus don't you see I got other boats following me this is a business I ain't no rookie in this thing but there are times where you got to recognize your ways are not his ways and your intellect don't match up to his intellect and there are times you got to recognize that your mind and your thoughts are the high thing that has exalted itself against the knowledge of God. No, 
your thoughts. Not the devil. Your thoughts are the high thing that has exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Peter could easily be there telling him when it's time for him to have emotional resilience. See, many of us have built our life off of something that didn't go right. See, you don't know what's going to happen to Peter if Jesus don't show up. Peter could be going home to quit. Not just quit, quit forever. So you don't know. Sometimes when people are exhausted, that's why some folks just ought to have a gag order on their mouth. The Bible says in Isaiah, he'll give you the tongue of the learned that you will know how to speak a word, right? With wisdom in the right season. It's the tongue, the tongue of the learned. The tongue of the learned. And some people just say the wrong things at the wrong time. And sometimes you just need to be quiet. Sometimes you just need to hush up. Sometimes you just need to hold your words. You just wait. I got to tell them. You ain't got to tell them nothing. You ain't got to say. You ain't got to be telling everybody what to do. And some of y'all need to relieve yourself from being there. I got to tell them. I got. You ain't got to say nothing. Think you got to always tell somebody something. You better be careful of your words. You can be talking at the wrong time. See, we don't understand here the other thing that's happening here about words and the word of God. The other thing that's happening here about words and the word of God is not just the word, but it's also the timing of the word. It's also the timing, not just the word itself. Because there are times I've had the word of the Lord for people and I've held it for years until the Lord said it was time. See, that's why you got to have emotional and character to be a disciple of Christ. Because especially when God starts talking to you about people's lives, you cannot use it as an opportunity to make you feel good in your self-esteem. That's why you got it delivered and know that you somebody. Because once God starts talking to you about people, if you're not careful, you'll use it as an opportunity for slander and for gossip and to make yourself look good and to make everybody else look bad. See, that's why you got to get delivered from low self-esteem because God can't take you to the next level but you not knowing you're the salt of the earth and the apple of his eye and that you a city that sits upon a hill that cannot, you got to get delivered from low to bar. You got to get delivered from thinking you ain't got no destiny and no blessing and no faith. No, you got to get delivered. God can't take you there. Lord, help me today. I'm all over the scripture. God can't take you there. That's why God, the father in Luke 15, has to correct the prodigal son. Because sin nature was still on him. And although he was coming back home, he was still trying to act like he didn't have no destiny. Because that was sin nature still talking. He said, I'm going to come home, but I am no longer a son. I am a slave. I am no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. This is what happens. And if you don't get your nature delivered and changed, you will be a Christian still talking like a sinner. Ah, 
I feel the God. You'll be a, a Christian still talking like God is not your God and God is not the one who favors you and God is not the one who can turn midnight into day. Here it is, the prodigal son coming home, but he needs to be loved on. He needs to be trained. He needs to be cleansed. He needs to go through a deliverance process. Come on, somebody. Come on. You can't be with pigs all day and think you're going to come to the house of God and not have to go through no processes because the next thing you get in worship and you talk about oink, oink. No, 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 no. Where you been, brother? Where you been? So no, you need a deliverance. Till your language change, till your posture change, till your identity begins to change. Come on, somebody. It's what happening is we got people getting stuck in the process and not being fully developed to what God wants them to do. God help me. It's right at that pivotal point. Right when he was about to quit, if his emotions became his master. And some of us who are not married and the relationship ain't no good, not married, it ain't no good. I'm not dealing with marriage quite yet, but not married, ain't no good. I'm still preaching against these eternal engagements. Oh, I'm going to keep preaching it too eternal lasting forever three babies in a house and don't know that you're for each other yet I ain't gonna say nothing ain't came in a covenant yet had your children got insurance on one another and all this foolishness and have not come into covenant yet no, we got to destroy these things that are happening in our lifestyle. Even there's statistics that's happened upon certain groups of people that they're not even moving into covenants and marriages. And they're basing, there are people who are basing what their marriage is going to be based on what they've seen or what they experienced. And because their mama didn't do well or their daddy didn't do well, and now they're afraid to get married because their mama, see, they are basing their life on what, did, what happened last night. Like Peter, if Peter's not careful here to obey obey the word of the Lord his life could be the product of what didn't go right but God ain't gonna let you be the outcome of your daddy not being there I feel the Holy Ghost God ain't gonna be that let that your destiny be the outcome of somebody who touched you inappropriately God say no 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 I'll clean you up I'll build up your esteem God ain't gonna let you be the outcome of a man who could live holy and cheated on you no 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 he gonna build your self-esteem back up and get you ready for destiny tell somebody I feel like I'm getting ready to go deeper I'm pausing here this is a very pivotal point your emotions cannot control your destiny you gotta have some principles for judging stuff I talked about it earlier it's called fruit fruit that thing don't show with no fruit. You just you judge it. You just judge it. Even God does it. The Bible says he, that God judges everything. You know, we got the church, we're still, we're still recovering for what the world told us not to do. Some of y'all the same way. You're listening to the world tell you what God is telling us to do. The Bible told us that we are to judge. And if you're going to understand the scripture, understand the full thing, it says, don't you judge with a log in your eye looking at the beam in somebody else's eye. 
it's talking about being hypocritical. See what happens when people don't study? The Bible didn't say read. It says study. We got too many readers. Study to show yourself. It's talking about him being hypocritical in your judgment. And with what mess you judge, you will be judged. So the same thing. It also means if you're going to judge, be clean. If you're going to judge, be right. But God has told us to judge. Matter of fact, it says judgment going to first begin at the household of faith. But, but the devil in the world has just ran all the, the people of God from being able to judge things according to scripture. And yet now you let the world take over judging and you see what the world does. Leading on the world, we ain't going to have no genders around here. And if we keep going, you're going to be a giraffe in five years, Minister White. <laughs> say what you want to say. That's called perversion. Perversion won't judge, but perversion will call it what it want to be, even though it's not what it is. I'm going to make it what it is because I feel this way. And if I feel like a giraffe, I am a giraffe. And you can't tell me I'm not a giraffe. But God is the creator of the universe. He created. He's the author of everything. And he said it is male and female. truth has become hate speech people can't get delivered y'all don't understand the devil is trying to muzzle the mouth of the church it's trying to muzzle and fuzzle. oh i see it god it's trying to muzzle and fuzzy the mouth of the church and if we can't declare what truth is imagine a woman being pregnant and they said, what you having? I'm having a cow. <laughs> Sound foolish. But that's what perversion does. That's what perversion does. That's what perversion does. And we can't be, we can't, we can't be, we can't be, we can't be squirmish. I know I ain't gonna finish. We, we can't be, we speak truth in love. Notice, love is not first. Truth is. Because with love, people get emotional without standards. Lord, help me. With, with just love, people get emotional without standards. But truth sets things in order. We speak truth in love. Let's take the story of the same story. I'm talking about fruit here. Where the Bible says in John, he says, I am the husbandman. And my father, Jesus said, my father is the husbandman. I am the vine. I am the vine. My, my father is the husbandman. Every tree that bears not fruit is cut, is pruned, is cut off. So listen. See, God says, I love everybody. But when it comes time for growth, listen, I love enough to get rid of things that don't grow. Because things that don't grow carry bacteria. Things that don't grow is a sign that something just didn't go right. And rather than allowing the whole tree to die, 
we're going to save the future of the tree by cutting off the dead parts. With love, you get so squirmish and say, I'm not cutting this tree. I'm not pruning these branches. And we, we turn to speak life to something that want to die. Something that don't want to change, won't change its nature, won't change its habits. But with love, we'll keep feeding it. But it's dying. We got to change the nature of it to live. But it got bacteria on it. It won't go through a process of cleansing or whatever it takes to get life back into again. But with our emotional selves, we want to stay connected. And that's what's happening with the world. The world will get you caught up in your emotions and won't get you caught up into truth. Uh, come on, but it's the truth that's going to set and make us free come on and that's where God is trying to get this church to be is a people of the truth Jesus will cut the tree prune the branches prune it see Lord help all week long the church has been struggling some people been struggling some people been really challenged some people need to be quiet they've been trying to figure out what you do with Bishop Carlton Pearson. What you do with somebody who started well and was rebuked. Now y'all wanna deal with this. No, he was rebuked. Out of love by his peers through the council of bishops. And he decided that his love, this is what really happened, this is the spirit of it. His love was greater than God's love. Because he decided that people can't go to hell. And there's really no hell. And that hell is allegory. When Jesus went to hell, he did go to hell. He just didn't stay there. And why did Jesus go to hell? Why did Jesus go to hell? Because he took on sin. And if you live in sin, Jesus went to hell because he took on sin. He got on the cross, took on sin, and went to hell. But he couldn't say that because it wasn't the purposes of God, but it was right for him to die and go to hell because he took on the sins of the world. But when you decide that your love is greater than God's love, you are in error, no matter how much we like you. See, this is the emotional realm of, of change and growth. This is the emotional realm, and, and we gotta understand, if you know to do right and don't do right, God will judge you accordingly. See, the, the church gets squirmish over these emotional spots. And there have been people who decided, and I don't know if y'all paying attention, but I, you need to pay attention to this whole thing. And I'm praying about it, I'm talking about it very safely, with Bill Tocasio Pearson in his passing, because some of the people who promoted some of the yeah. stuff during his passing, y'all better pay attention. Yeah. They can't rightly divide the word of truth. They ain't got no clarity of holiness in some of their lives. Y'all better be careful of some of these folks who's now was propagating uh, about his legacy and his life. Y'all better be careful. I know it. I know it. I honor his. I honor what he did when he was preaching the gospel in his proper text. I honor that. I honor that. Come on, somebody. But if you want to understand gospel, the book of Jude, just read the book of Jude. It's one book. One book. The book of Jude. You read the book of Jude. It'll show you that God will tell you there were people who were backslid, once, once stood with God 
God, but walked away from him, started another gospel. Come on, y'all. God, I got to teach this church this kind of stuff. Even, I'm skipping some stuff. Even, even, there one time in scripture in Galatians, I'm going to give you the scripture because I'm, I'm in something here and I'm okay. That's why I'm a pastor. I get to come back the next week. Galatians 2. Galatians 2 is very important because Peter start preaching a slightly different gospel. Peter got caught up in personality for a moment and Peter started acting one way when he was with the Gentiles and acting another way when he was with the Jews and start acting like the Gentiles had to be circumcised because the Jews, although they was coming into Christ, they still wanted everybody to be circumcised. You know, you say you was engrafted, you say a Gentile, they look at your Gentile, they say, you're going to get circumcised. You know, they were still trying to take people through hazing. You know, you know. Jesus come to set everybody free and the, G and the Jews holding the gate open. You're circumcised. Peter get in the midst of them and Peter got caught up in all that kind of stuff. Paul said, when I see Peter face to face, I'm going to rebuke people, Peter, before them all. And we need to see more rebukes. Come on, we don't need less of them. We're too squirmish. We need to see more rebukes in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to see more correction in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm going to rebuke Peter before them all because he did not handle the gospel right when he was with the Gentiles he wanted to act like they needed to be circumcised and Paul rebuked Peter his peer he rebuked him and we got to start being so squirmish here we're not going to grow when we're just so emotional and we don't live by the standards of God ask your neighbor I'm still on that point I'm going to be done in a second I'm about to just bring it on home hallelujah I'm on, the, I'm on IT and I'm about to take the exit come on he says he says Simon who's your master put that if you're taking out who's your master who's your master if you want to start dealing with your destiny start recognize who's your mentors who's your master and I'm using that word as leader, all right? Don't, don't. If somebody hurt you, didn't treat you right, get delivered today. I'm not using this. This ain't no, don't go back to slavery and nothing like that. Don't go back, hear that word. Nah, ain't nobody. Now, come on. Some folks have went so far to the edge, they are rebellious in nature. They don't follow anybody. They don't follow the laws of the land. They don't follow, and ain't nobody going to tell them what to do. He says, master, when he's challenged, when he's emotional, when he's uh, tired, when he's tired, Jesus says, now, now I need you to push out into the deep, let down your net for the draw. Let me just prophesy, there's two, two things happening that God is calling us to do. Number one, say launch out. And number two, say into the deep. Two different things, but he's calling for both. It's time for some of us to launch out. It means to go into other places of growth. Deep is to call into a deeper place. Let me talk about this. God help me. I've been talking about it. There's a, a bullying going on as well. I said it before in the body of Christ. Um, there's a bullying going on. The shallow people who had to show it all day are telling the deep people to stop being deep. Shallow people. The shallow people on the shore with a, with a bucket and a pail. 
telling you don't spiritually discern nothing. Don't pay attention to these companies practicing witchcraft. Don't pay attention to Disney and what Disney trying to do to our kids. Disney was very pure at one time, really respected kids. But kids are getting introduced to homosexuality through Disney as well. No, you're going to have to filter some of these Disney movies. Men kissing men and all that. We know it happens, but there's a difference when your t children are watching it. I know it's in the world, but I know it's a difference when your t your, that thing is entertaining your kids. What you think that young boy going to do? He's going to go out there and think that it is proper to go ahead and kiss another man. And it is not proper to intimately kiss another man. Ever! But they was they was desensitized, yo, from the word of God, and you and there's no problem with still loving people when they're not living holy. God does it every day. That ain't no big thing. Every day He loves people that don't even pay Him no mind. Every day he sponsors people that don't even care for him. Every day he allows them to live and he still blesses them. The Bible says he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. There ain't no big thing. Why we got to act like it's a big thing to love somebody as a person? Ain't no big thing. Ain't no big thing. And that's where people get all squirmish. See, I can love you, but I still got standards about what I believe. I can love you, but I still got standards. My love don't change standards. See, we, we allow our love to change God's standards. He says, Master, I told you to write it down. We've been fishing all night long, haven't caught even a minnow. But here it is, but if you say so. This is, my, I'm, this is my last point, I'm about to pray. But if you say so, this is it. You're gonna move your, place, your life into another level of lifestyle and change, you gotta start being obedient. Obedience is the key to a masterful change in your life. He said, if you say so, I'm tired, but if you say so, I don't even feel like it, but if you say so, I got other emotions, but if you say so. See, God's word has to become the top priority of your life. God's direction has to be the top priority of your life. I'm really trying to give y'all secrets away. When my life was falling apart, I just started asking God what you want me to do. Because I had already messed it up. I mean, I messed it up. I don't mess it up. I still don't believe in being broke too long. Still don't. I, st I still don't. I still don't. I don't know. Mm -mm, I don't know. Mm -mm, I, mm -mm. I believe in season, but the Bible says he delivers them from them all. Many are the affliction, but I expect to get delivered. Huh? I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I believe that we got to move into a lifestyle of obedience. Get the curse from off of us. Live a lifestyle of obedience. Get the shame off of us. He says, if you say so, this ain't going to be fancy. Uh, obedience is not fancy. If you start obeying, God will change your life. If you start just saying, God, what you want me to do? What you want me to say? I remember when I was going through so much transformation in my life. I, what I was doing, Minister White, was still fighting for my identity, you know, still trying to hang on to what I wanted to do. Lord just bothered me. Just, I was going through, guys. I barely had any money. 
And I don't know about you, some of us still in that place, we don't have no money, our attitudes are bad. People can tell when you're broke. The attitude bad. <laughs> I ain't hardly had no money. School wasn't going well. I was in a tough place. God was calling me into ministry and he was trying to change my life and I just, I was like, God, I was telling the Lord, you gonna, Lord, you're going to have to do something before I obey. I got needs, I got things that's going on in my life and you're going to have to do some things before I obey. And those are one of the times I did not hear God. Or hear from him. A friend called and was like, Man, I'm going through so much. Pray for me. I said, Pray for you. I said, Man, you don't know what I'm going through. Calling me, talking about pray for me. I was insulted and offended and mad. What did I do? Not pray for him? I was a young minister. People be talking about they call in the ministry, can't sacrifice nothing. <laughs> God called me to preach. Where you been? We ain't see you no Bible study. We ain't see you nowhere. <laughs> and we respect schedules and lifestyle and children and stuff right there. But my God, that's 12 months out of the year. We got to help some of the folks who's got these mighty callings with no fruit. I'm serious. God was talking to me, he's like, and I was like, man, so I didn't pray for him. I didn't pray for him. I was mad. I was upset. I was telling the Lord, I got things you need to answer for me. My life is in shambles. Fix this, fix that, fix that. So I didn't pray for him. I was mad. I went to pray about it. God, I don't know. God, God, God said, call him back and pray for him. He told me then, he said, you'll be doing this, this kind of stuff the rest of your life. I was just a young minister then. You'll be doing this the rest of your life. And you can't get over your emotions to serve? You can't get over yourself to serve? You can't get over your way to serve. So when I do this, you're going to serve. Oh, that's when you're going to do it? When I do this, you're going to serve. Oh. oh, when I answer this prayer is when you're going to have joy. Oh, you ain't going to be happy until X, Y, Z. See how the devil trick our mentality and our emotions? You'll be like, Lord, I ain't going to be happy till I make $80,000 a year. And then you make eighty, dollars and you think eighty going to make you happy? Because you'll have something else in your life while you going, while you got $80,000, you'll have other circumstances going on in your life that money can't answer. And for you to think just making $80,000 a year is going to make you happy? Devil, got you hooked. I got these, these street words today. The devil got you hooked, wink. Yeah. Some people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Obedience. He says, let down your net.
that so dry? And he says, but if you say so. I'm trying to get us to the place of obedience. He said, he said I let down my nets. And listen to this. And I'm about to end. It was no sooner said than done. A huge haul of fish. Straining the nets past capacity. Listen. I'm going to end right there. I ain't nowhere near what I thought I'd be, but it's fine. See, I don't care how long Peter been fishing. It's about moving at his word. Your life is on a time schedule. Some of y'all are behind schedule because you are not obeying the word. See, when he told him to let down the fish for a drop for a catch, guess what he also had did? He had summoned and made sure that the fish was right there when he let down the net. See, things are, it's not just about the word, but it's also about the timing of the word. So when you are disobedient, you are delaying your breakthrough. You are delaying your manifestation. You are delaying what God is trying to do in your life. So let down your net, and right then he caught fish. Now, think about that. You now listening to somebody who can tell you where the fish is? When the cat, oh, jeez, I feel like praying. This scripture, this thing making me want to pray. He know where the fish is. He know when you need to let down the timing of your life. See, the other thing while I'm preaching this, y'all, y'all got to stay with me today, I'm so... Why I'm getting your emotions corrected is because your emotions are messing up your timing. It's messing up your timing. If you weren't so fixated on yesterday, you'll be walking a lot faster. If you weren't so fixated on what they said to you and what they did to you and what they said to you, your step and your posture will be totally different. But because you're still addicted and connected to yesterday, it's messing up your timing. Got your net in hand listening to yesterday. What if I don't catch any fish? Because you didn't yesterday. What if this don't happen? What and you always in the spirit, some of y'all God about to break the spirit of hesitation over your life. And he's about to make you sure of your next footsteps. He's to make you sure that you're walking with I feel the Holy Ghost. He's gonna make you sure that you're doing what he told you to do. You don't want to be out of his will. But my God, you got to know when you're in his will. He wants you to know he's with you. He wants you to know that he's taking you through this. He wants you to know that he's taking you deeper. Tell somebody I'm going deeper now. I'm not gonna stay on the shallows. There is more in me that you have not seen there is more in me that you hadn't seen emerge there is more in me that you ain't hear me talk about yet but I can't get there being afraid I can't get there being scared of everything I'd rather be a rookie on a new level than a master on an old level show me something new show me where I'm about to go show me what I can do and who I can be tell me what I can become don't let me be a byproduct of my pain and don't let me be a byproduct of what I went through tell somebody I'm coming out but I'm going deeper I 
somebody today and say I'm going somewhere I'm about to make a new move I feel new moves in the house I see new decisions in the house I'm about to make a new move sir I'm about to go deeper I'm not being afraid anymore I'm not talking to people who won't study I'm not gonna be talking to people who won't pray because they're gonna keep me playing with pails sitting there at the shore with a beard with a beard with my legs crossed Indian style sitting up at the shore making castles all day when I should be out there in the deep doing backflips and strokes going deep and diving tell somebody I'm going deeper today come on clap your hands right there I'm going deeper tell somebody say deeper 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 come on say deeper 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 come on stand on your feet I'm about to pray deeper we're going deeper 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 no longer shallow deeper deeper there's more to you I said there's more to you see that's why there are times in life you have to find new company new circles of influence and some of y'all get harassed away because people this is a familiar they keep telling you think you better than that and you have to tell them it's not that I think I'm better than you I'm not no I don't think I'm better than you I just think I'm better no I'm better than I used to be I'm better than I once was it's not that I think I'm better than you because if that is the case I'm comparing myself to you and that's not what I'm doing in here so me leaving you has nothing to do with me comparing myself to you me walking away from you has nothing to do with me comparing myself to you I was looking at me and when I saw me I saw me growing when I saw I feel the Holy Ghost when I saw me I saw me changing when I saw, I ain't talking about you when I saw me I saw me I ain't talking about you will you hush up when I when I saw me don't make don't let people make the subject about themselves Ooh. when it comes to your growth don't you let nobody make the conversation about themselves. And when it comes to your growth, your growth. You know people hold you hostage. You know people hold you hostage. Over your growth. <laughs> Over your growth. People hold you hostage if you let them. They even hold you hostage on what you used to be. And in their times, honorably, you have to tell people, you are correct. That's what I used to be. That's what we used to do. We had some good times. Woo! But I got to move on. Oh, yeah, we had some good times without a doubt. Without a doubt, God was in it. Yeah. But God's ahead of me right now. God's over there. I got to go over there where God is. I got to move in the next place of obedience. Where God, yeah, God was back there, but that's not the only place God is. Sometimes God's ahead of you. 
If you're not careful, people can talk you out of growth. Make you feel guilty for, for making good decisions for your life. And I'm only talking about good decisions. You got you, hard, difficult decisions. They're not always easy. It's not always easy to put relationships in its proper place in seasons. But many times when you care for people, you should take the time out to do so. You know, if you love them, take care of them to do so. I always talk about, I had a good friend. He spent the night over my house. I spent the night over his house. We played video games all night long. I mean, we played Tecmo Bowl. We played double dribble. We played double dribble. Y'all don't know nothing about double dribble. Who know about double dribble? You know about double dribble, man? You hit that corner, hit that three all day. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Old Nintendo games. But we was connected through some things we did. We played football together. We did other things, running to other places. We had no business. That was my boy. But when I decided to go deeper, I called him up and said, man, we can't do, man, what we used to do no more. He said, man, I see you getting real serious, man. I said, yeah, I done changed my life. And as much as I still loved him, guess what? I couldn't talk to him every day. He wasn't going the same direction, but I couldn't talk to him every day. Not like I used to. Some of us have problems in these emotional rhythms. I'm trying to help you navigate. I had to tell him, he said, man, I see you real serious, man. Because he called me Junior, go Junior, man, do what you think, do your thing. We t- we tight to this day, we still good, but we don't hang together. We couldn't do it. Here I am trying to get myself right so I can live holy. But every time I was with him, Junior, you see that right there? Huh? Y'all want me to preach up in here, huh? Y'all want me to preach. Y'all want me to preach. <laughs> Junior, you see that up in there? And I'm I'm getting delivered. I'm getting disciplined with my eyes. <sighs> Trying, working on. That's right, serious. He like Junior, you see that? I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't see nothing today, man. Cause I had I had changed how I was behaving. No, see, y'all, y'all ain't never got delivered. See, I've been delivered. So, see, when I wasn't delivered, I used to walk around looking all the time. See, some of y'all ain't delivered. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When I wasn't delivered in that area of my eyes, I walked around looking, so I saw a whole lot of stuff because I walked around. Because I was looking for it. But when I got did delivered, I stopped hanging around people who were speaking language that kept taking me backwards. See, some of y'all keep thinking you're stronger than you really are. And I just stopped. I can't do it no more. Because every time we got together, Junior, you see that? Junior, you see that? I just came from a good prayer meeting. No! Hands lifted, I'm praying. Thank you again, my friend, for listening to our radio broadcast of Truth Gathers Dream Center Church. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And every time we hear his word, we're able to grow thereby. My friend, I also want to invite you to our service. Maybe you have a free Sunday coming up real soon. We'd love to see you at 1317 High Road here in Tallahassee. 
Truth Gathers Dreams in a Church. God bless you until the next time right here on Wave 94.